Welcome to the Unblock Your Business podcast. I'm Abby Rogers, success coach, business coach, and hypnotherapist. And I help high achievers and business leaders master their subconscious habits for success, income goals, and above all, happiness. But success isn't just about mindset or strategy. It's about combining both and sealing the deal with a big dose of subconscious alignment because our subconscious holds the true key to unlocking our potential. Let's dive in and look at how you can show up bigger, better and more uniquely aligned in life and business today. Hello and welcome back to the Unblock Your Business podcast. It is absolutely scorching where I am this week, so I hope you are enjoying the sun, or you have enjoyed the sun, as this might be going out when the sun has disappeared. Uh, but yeah, it's been super sweltering here, so I hope you've been uh, managing that well and coping with the heat and enjoying life where you are. So I thought I would share with you today um, most of the lessons that I've learned in my business over the last um slightly more than 12 months, let's say, that I've been moving my business online and really up-leveling things and taking it really seriously as a business rather than uh, more of a hobby. So there are a lot of lessons I have learned so much. I've made so many mistakes over the last year. And these are super powerful lessons that I think will really help you to avoid making those same mistakes, save you time, save you money, and help you really get much further, much faster. Um, and if it does that, then I will have done my job. If it just one of those things hits home with you today, then I think you're going to get a huge benefit out of it. So maybe first of all, I need to explain how things came together for me so you can kind of see how it all evolved and whether this relates to you, I'm sure it will. So I had planned to evolve my business anyway when lockdown hit us last March. I was mulling over creating some online courses. At the time, I was also doing a lot of work around weight management. So things like eating habits and uh, working with people on creating a good relationship with food, banning the diet, that kind of thing. Um, And I was doing that alongside a friend who was a nutritionist. And we had a bit of a plan to launch this fantastic course together to really help people move to a much healthier place in their relationship with food. Um, I had some other ideas of my own too, and I was really excited about getting them out there. And then, boom, all of a sudden, lockdown hit, and it just didn't seem such a great time to be launching. And we both got swept up in the mad kind of juggling act of childcare and trying to work. And we decided to pare things back and go much lower key and put much lower, lower end offers out there and actually a completely free group in the end. And eventually it all just kind of fizzled out, really. It didn't didn't quite come together at the right time. So motivated by that, I decided that I really enjoyed that process of uh, working with a group of people and helping them. So I set up my own Facebook group to just basically do weekly relaxation sessions, helping stressed out people cope with COVID, and then kind of randomly decided to have a go at doing a five-day challenge, which I called Five Days to Feeling Karma. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing at that point. I was kind of doing it just because it felt good and just because it was fun. Um, So no idea what I was doing or why, which is probably the first big mistake. So I still managed to get something like 20 people in that first round of the challenge. I was pleased with that. Um, And then I ran it two more times. So I 
had a few people in the group each time. And people that really engaged in the group absolutely loved it. But I think for the first couple of rounds, I didn't even have anything to sell at the end of it. It was just purely a a passion project. Um, And I gave away a free relaxation track and maybe tried to get people to join my mailing list. But that was about it. Um, At that point, I had no idea who my ideal client was. It was just for anyone and everyone that was feeling a bit stressed and needed some help feeling calmer. And I loved doing it. And it was brilliant seeing the participants who really engaged, getting so much out of it, but lots of them just tailed off and I never heard from them ever again. Um, A couple of them are still with me now in in various forms, which is amazing. But yeah, I just really didn't know what I was doing. So by the third round, I was getting really swept up in the momentum of this and I decided I could make it something much bigger and decided I wanted to create a membership because I just knew that I could do so much more for people. I thought, wow, I can really help change people's lives for a, a much lower investment than working with them one-to-one. So I was really excited about that idea and planned a launch date for the membership just two weeks ahead, (laughs) which looking back on that now is fairly insane. Um, But I did, I, I planned it for a fortnight's time, signed up to a membership portal, took a deep breath and just decided to start parting with the £70 a month or so that they were asking for this membership portal. Because there's that whole thing around, you know, if you just, if you just put the money out there, start spending it, then it will come back to you. I would caveat that with only if you have a plan to make the money back, a proper plan to make the money back. So I ran my challenge again and talked about the membership in one of the Facebook networking groups I was in. And I think that is about all I did in terms of promotion. So very, very uh, low key, although I thought to me at the time that felt quite good it felt like I was getting my stuff out there and I ran a little competition in my group my Facebook group which was a group of maybe 100 120 people by that point and I hoped that by running that competition it would get shared far and wide um it didn't (laughs) sadly I only had one entrant and they got free membership of my uh, new membership for six months so when I launched my membership it didn't go spectacularly well. I had a couple of people from the challenge sign up. I had one wonderful lady from the networking group who clearly saw great things ahead and and could see where I was going, even though I couldn't. Um, And I think I had three ex-clients sign up as well. And I gave free spaces to my mum and my best friend, um, as you do. So I think I launched to something like a total of six paying subscribers, which was just enough to cover that monthly fee for the portal and not a lot else. So a lot of hard work for not very much reward. But I was really determined and I wanted it to grow. So I kept showing up, kept recording weekly training sessions for the members, which a few of them watched diligently less than and uh, mentioned it occasionally to my very limited audience at that stage. And Probably a couple of months in, I just started to get really pretty fed up with not seeing it grow. And I was thinking, why is it not growing? I'm putting out this wonderful thing. I haven't expected it to be this hard. You know, what's wrong with my membership? Why are people not signing up to this? Can they not see how amazing this could be for their lives? Can they not see the difference it would make? Um, And the members were getting incredible results. They were getting massive improvements in their confidence but it felt like the outside world just couldn't see that. Um, Though I I knew that there were so many people out there that needed this. So it was just so 
frustrating. But I am very determined. <laughs> My husband says stubborn. Uh, I say determined. I think it's a better word. But giving up was basically just not an option for me. I had the bit between my teeth by then. So I started instead to ask questions and get very curious about what I could do to make it work. And then began basically my whole journey into online marketing and understanding how to grow an online business and make it work. And that's been quite a learning curve, I can tell you. <laughs> quite a ride. So along the way, I decided to move my one-to-one -one clients online also and transition into high-ticket coaching too, because basically I recognised that would really help me to build a business that was much less dependent on hours of my time every week. And it would allow me to provide a really high-touch quality service for those clients I was seeing. In my old model, I would have needed to spend 10, 15 hours per week, every week on client sessions to even hit my first income goal of having enough to pay my share of the bills for our house. And I knew that I also needed to start saving for retirement and pay off debts I'd incurred in my old business and frankly start living that life I wanted to live, renovating the house, doing all those things that were on my wish list, having the money for holidays, just simple stuff that nowadays we take for granted in so many ways, but it still adds up to quite a lot when you think about it. And we often start thinking to ourselves, well, money doesn't really matter for me. It's just not important. It's not something I value. But when you start to add up even those basic things like just having a decent income in retirement, it does really start to add up. So that was a, a big motivator for me. So anyway, over the last 12 months, I have transitioned that little high street hypnotherapy business into an online coaching business with a fantastic membership for entrepreneurs who need mindset and strategic support to grow their businesses. And I am fully booked now with one-to-one -one clients I love working with. And when I say fully booked now, that means five one-to-one -one clients at any time. Um, and that is seeing people three weeks in every four. So I'm by no means spending all my time seeing people. I love seeing people, but I would much rather um, have a business model that's not entirely based on that because it just feels a lot safer. So here are the mistakes I made in those early stages and, uh, and how to avoid them. Here are the big lessons I learned. So the first thing was doing things without a real why. When I launched those challenges in the membership, I really definitely had a why in terms of wanting to help people and wanting to build my business and make some income online. But I didn't have a why in terms of doing things that strategically aligned with the future business I wanted to create. I didn't have even a plan for that future business and what that might look like. And I had no long-term plan or idea of what kind of business model might best suit me going forward. I was just literally plucking things out of thin air, trying random things and winging it. Great for learning, great for challenging yourself, really fun to experiment, but not so good for actually getting results. So that was big lesson number one. Not having a clue was my second um, second big mistake. So I really didn't know what I was doing with a membership in terms of I had done no research, didn't know what other models existed, just kind of heard about it and thought that sounded fun and had an idea of what I could cover content-wise in those first six months. And that was, again, great for experimenting, but I now think I overloaded my poor audience with content, spent a lot of time on things that weren't actually going to help the membership grow 
um, and really just started to run out of steam a few months in when I was kind of thinking, oh, what, what do I talk about now? I had my first few months planned out, but mm, don't know where this is going now. Third thing was not having an ideal client, which was in hindsight a massive part of the problem. So for the content in the membership, creating really generic content that appeals to everybody is really, really hard to do in the longer term. And actually, you can never appeal to everyone, no matter how hard you try. And it was the same with my marketing as well. So not having an ideal client or at least a target market in mind meant I really struggled to know what to talk about and where to get my message seen and heard. And I struggled to attract people who would be willing to pay even for a low cost offering because my messaging just didn't specifically appeal to anyone. It just didn't grab them. And I think until people can really see that something is specifically for them and you really get them, they don't emotionally connect with it. No matter how great we know it is, we struggle to put it out there to them and and get them to engage. So getting clear on who I was for and how I could help them was such a complete game changer for me in terms of my marketing and then everything just flowed so much more easily after that. Ideal client we often think of as things like where they live, how old they are, what uh, gender they are, those kinds of things and maybe where they do their shopping and that sort of stuff but there is far more to it than that and it really is connecting with them on that emotional level that makes all the difference. Fourth thing was not having an audience. Um, Oops, (laughs) massive rookie mistake there. So I was in a local networking group for mums in business and a couple of other groups and I could see that lots of them were struggling with the exact problems that I was solving in my membership So I thought that they would be biting my hand off to have me help them sort out their anxiety and their confidence issues. But in the end, actually, only one of them signed up for my membership. As I say, lady with incredible insight, obviously. Um, And that goes back to the ideal client thing again. But what I also didn't realise is that you need a decent sized audience to put that message out there too. Yes, people do buy based on know, like and trust. So great being in a networking group and being able to share in there with people you know, fantastic. But it's only when they're ready and it's only if your service or product specifically serves their most urgent needs that they are going to buy your hand off. Um, Not just because they know you and you've got something that you think is really cool. Um, And that means that very often, unless you've got a really well-nurtured, nice, warm audience who really are tuned into your messaging, Um, you'll only ever see a very low percentage of your offers convert into sales. So yes, I could help them. Yes, they would have benefited from it tremendously, but I didn't do a good enough job of explaining it. I didn't connect with them. They weren't my audience anyway, and they weren't looking for help. And those things are so, so crucial. So having the right audience and having that audience ready to buy from you, um, we call it nurturing, but basically getting your message out there in a way that they can connect with it and really start to see that your products and services are the right thing for them. Again, so crucial. Fifth thing was not sharing my stuff enough. I posted my offer a few times in that networking group and a couple of times I emailed my list as well. Um, And then I got into that mindset of thinking, well, I better not do it again for fear of upsetting them all and making them unsubscribe which was a massive mistake. And I think it's it's something that many of us do. We are very conscious of not 
offending people and losing that kind of social status. And we just worry so much about being constantly in people's faces. But the thing is, most people haven't even seen your first post. They probably haven't even seen your second or your third post, or they haven't really paid attention to it. And this is one of the biggest things I come across with my clients is you have to put posts out so many times for all the different people in your audience who might potentially buy to A, see them and B, engage with them. Um, and my clients are often really, really scared of putting their message out there. But guess what? The more they work on their confidence and the more they do it, the more comfortable they get with talking about their products and services frequently, the more sales they make. Hey, winner. So it really is something that you have to find a way to get comfortable with because it does make a tremendous difference. There are people that will buy at different stages of your offer process as well. So there are people who will buy um, immediately as soon as you open the, the cart or the door. Um, and there are people that will buy in the middle and people that leave it right to the last minute. So you have to keep going all the way through, otherwise you just lose a huge amount of potential sales. Sixth thing was being really wishy-washy in my outcomes. So I see this a lot with therapists and coaches. And I would talk about overcoming anxiety, finding confidence to do whatever you want in life, feeling calmer and feeling more relaxed. Because those things to me as a therapist, they were like, wow, those are wonderful things. I see them making so much difference for my clients. And I know that those are things that I hugely valued from my own experience of having hypnotherapy. Um, the problem was they didn't really mean much to other people, especially people who were struggling and really needed my help. So going way deeper again in that marketing messaging and really diving down into what was going to connect with them and understanding how to communicate what I was offering was for me a huge turning point. And again, I see that so much with my clients as soon as we start to uh, really dig into their messaging and find those things that do make a difference to their ideal clients all of a sudden it just starts to to pop and offers start to fly off the shelves at which point I have to bring in talking about um, number seven which is not investing in a coach early on so I very much like to DIY things in life I always have done and I thought I could figure things out the DIY way for such a long time and it took me five months of seeing no results and working really, really hard for the penny to drop that maybe I did need to get some help with this after all. And it's so true that you don't know what you don't know, basically. So working with somebody who taught me the basics of just how to break down your messaging and how to build a marketing strategy was really eye-opening. And I think if I hadn't done that and had just continued to try to build a business from free downloads and free webinars and Facebook lives, then I would still be in exactly the same place now, almost a year on. Sometimes you just need to invest in one person who's been there before and get the full depth of their experience and knowledge rather than trying to pick it up from several different places it makes such a difference. The next thing, number eight, expecting it all to happen yesterday. This is such a, a big one because I think there is a huge expectation in the online entrepreneurial space that you will just be able to get out there and instantly start getting clients. And there's, there's a lot of messaging around there. Lots of BS, <laughs> lots of sparkly BS about getting clients overnight. So even having invested in coaching, 
I didn't immediately start to get clients. That's not to say the coaching wasn't any good. It's to say that it takes time to get results. And I think I think that's something we need to be more honest about. It's really rare for, for overnight success to happen. So what it did do was it gave me the building blocks to go away and to keep trying and tweaking and refining what I was putting out there with a structure around it and with the reassurance that if I kept connecting with my audience in the longer term, then it would pay off. And eventually it did. Hooray. Um, But time really is one of the biggest factors in building a business. And that message just isn't out there nowadays. And that troubles me because so many people are just stressing themselves out when they've not got clients within a few months. Um, And it can really take a while, especially if it's a, a deep personal service that you're offering. So you do need to have mental resilience to just persevere and just keep trying and keep tweaking and refining. And the people who persevere are the ones who succeed. Number nine, getting carried away rather than slowing it down and being strategic. This is a big trait of mine. So I just rushed straight in there with my membership from idea to up and running within about a fortnight. No plan, no strategy, no marketing campaign. As I say, I didn't even have a clue that by doing things properly and focusing on building and nurturing that audience first, I would have a much more successful launch. Um, Sometimes it really is beneficial just to slow down, just to think things through and make a proper plan and not something, as I say, that comes naturally for me. So that's something I've really learned and it's made a huge difference as I've started to do that in my business. Number 10 was doing too much for the membership and not charging enough. I put a lot of time and effort into my membership when it was first launched and that's because I loved it and I thought this was going to be the thing and I still put loads of effort in now, don't get me wrong, but you actually do need to do way less than you think and that goes for online courses and programs too. So we often feel this need to give, 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 or keep discounting and discounting to make our services worth it to whoever's buying them. That's that old money mindset thing creeping in again. You do not need to charge less or give more to make it worthwhile if you've got a fundamentally amazing service anyway. And We often think that by doing that, by giving more and more, we're going to be delivering even better value. But what actually happens is that our poor audience starts to feel really overwhelmed and really under huge pressure to keep up with all the stuff that we're putting out there. So finding that balance has been a real revelation for me and has made it so much easier for me and so much easier for my members as well and I really enjoy having my membership as part of my business now as it's not taking all my time and energy but I've still got a wonderful connection with the people in the membership and it's just working at such a nice pace now. Number 11 giving away freebies so this is another lesson I really learned from setting up the membership and giving away some free places and that lesson is that people really do value what they pay for So you think that you're going to boost your numbers and you're going to make your community bigger and better by having all these free members in there. But what actually happens is you end up with a few members who have paid and are really there because they want to be and they're really engaged and determined to get the most out of their investment. And then there are a few who are there just because it's very kind that you've invited them and they really appreciate that but they're not that motivated to engage because it's free and it's not something that was really for them in the first place. So the people who are willing to invest with you for lower price services 
are also likely to be those who will later on invest in your higher end services and offerings. So it's just worth thinking about that in everything you're doing rather than jumping straight into just dishing out the freebies. Are those freebies actually really going to be connecting with people who ultimately will value your services enough to pay for them? Number 12, and this is the last one I've put in today's podcast episode, um, which is being at the mercy of social media. And this is a biggie. I think a lot of us really, really struggle with this. But don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) So I had a real scattergun approach to social media in the beginning and just tried to be everywhere with the result that I was barely off my phone and super stressed. And I could feel my anxiety levels starting to rise because I was just constantly checking in to see what had happened. And I evolved the Facebook group that I'd set up into a group for entrepreneurs once I'd established who that audience was and who I really wanted to serve. But I really ended up making a rod for my own back through that Facebook group, not through anybody's expectations other than my own, basically. I'd convinced myself that I had to be there and posting all the time to connect with my audience. And I had to be this constant presence in the group to make it worthwhile and to to make them want to connect with me. Then um, earlier this year, I had a real breakthrough moment where I realised that there were much smarter ways of marketing. And there were things out there that would align much more with who I am and where my energy works best, like this wonderful podcast. So (laughs) happy days. Here I am. My Facebook group still exists. And it's great, but it's now much more about community and networking rather than just about me showing up in the group all the time and writing long form posts that I've laboured over for hours that nobody reads, you know. (laughs) So I still, um, in the group, provide plenty of tips and little insights and um, things that help people to connect with each other. But I've made it so much easier for myself. And the funny thing is that as I've done that and just posted longer things when I really felt inspired to do so. My engagement has really gone up since I've done that. So as always, it's about really leaning into your energy and uh, working smarter, not harder, and finding the things that work for you and finding one or two things that you can really give your full commitment to rather than just feeling you've got to be everywhere. Um, And that has really become a huge, huge well, it's been a huge lesson for me and it's become a massive part of uh, my own business and the work I do with clients now as well. So I'm helping them do the same because I don't want to spend my life attached to my phone and I don't think most people do either. I want to live and experience my life and I'm sure you can get on board with that too. So that is my list of lessons for today. I thought we'll keep it to 12 because that is that's plenty for an episode. There are many more I could share, I'm sure, and um, I'll be bringing you some of those and digging into some of the ones I've talked about today in a bit more detail down the line in future episodes. But for now, if anything there has resonated with you and you'd like a little bit more support, then firstly, feel free to email me anytime or just pop over into the free Facebook group that I mentioned, which is called Unblock Your Business. And as I say, there's a great community in there uh, and I'm there. So if you want to ask a question, comment on anything you've heard in the podcast or just, you know, share um, things in your business that you need some help on, then just, yeah, feel free to join us, pop out a question uh, and I or the other group members will come back and give you some help to move forward. So that's it from me this week. I hope that was helpful. Let me know what was and um, I shall see you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. 
If you have, it would be incredible if you could pop a review on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favourite podcast platform. And if you want to dive deeper, you can find me in my Facebook group, Unblock Your Business, or at www.unblockyourbusiness.com.